hello and welcome to the lineup presented by True Blue LA, sponsored by. We don't have a sponsor yet. It's, it's playoffs. We should have a sponsor. Armor John, for the maybe episodes. like they, they haven't been in the game for a while. We need to get, we need to get them back <laughs> into relevance. Just as a, like that's how they stick it to the Dodgers for getting rid of them. <laughs> What better way to bring Farmer John back than with our NLDS preview? Yay! Yay! Wild card series are all finished. We're gonna recap how you and I did in predicting. Uh, I'm gonna yell at you about a specific prediction. Uh, we both nailed it. That's, that's, and that's then we're, we're gonna look ahead. I assume we'll look at the other series, but we're primarily gonna be looking at the the upcoming series against the Padres. All of that after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And you know, I did forget to mention, we also do have, this is uh, questions from Craig. This is a regular episode um, for, those of the, the, our, for those of our listeners that are new. I think we'll probably do what we tend to do, which is of kind of a full normal episode before a series. And then we will try to uh, do a sort of mini episode on the off days, which normally if the series went the full length meant two mini episodes, but this time around it'll only mean one. Yeah. Weird, weird schedule this year because of the, the partly because of the lockout and they so, sort of tried to shoehorn in the postseason while keeping the world series at like in, in somewhat of an, it's normal spot. And so they, they lopped off two off days. Now the, the consternation that was like, we were was sort of going to come from that at least in the NLDS was if it was Dodgers Mets oh man you got to fly back I mean both teams do it but you got to fly back cross country uh, after playing game four to go play game five and then play another game the next night like but now you don't have to worry about that because it's just a <laughs> short drive away well relatively short but like yeah uh yeah, Dodgers Padres, just like we all thought. Right? <laughs> hey, you tech, you're on record as thinking it. Yeah, in fact, the Padres disappointed because they didn't win in my Padres in two <laughs> prediction. But uh, yeah, what a look! It was truly a wild weekend, I'll say. Uh -huh. um, so uh, I we you, you talked about we're going to go into our predictions, right? Like, but first, I owe you an apology. You uh, do. When we we guessed the total runs for the wild card round last week, which was guaranteed to be eight games at least and up to twelve games, and I I didn't write it down and I didn't go back and listen, but I know you were in the low fifties. I want to say you said fifty one runs, and my initial reaction I like I laughed at yeah, you. Yeah, you were not nice. You. I mocked you for your guess for, for being an idiot, as we <laughs> say. 
I didn't say you were an idiot, but it was certainly in my heart when I thought it, when I, when I was sneering at you across our video chat. Um, but so you, you said like 51 or so, whatever it was like, and it was low, but then I bullied you into like, come on, what's your real guess? You know, that kind of a thing. And then you said 95 and then I, um, it's not Price is Right style, but like but it's it just still works. To, I, you still undercut, right? Me. But yeah, but I still undercut. You. <laughs> However, I will note I had my guess of ninety-one runs I, before. I'll believe you. you. Yeah, I, I, that was what I was going to guess, unless you said ninety-one, obviously. Um, but yeah, so you said ninety-five, I said ninety-one, and there were sixty-two runs. So <laughs> <laughs> ne- always trust. And that's your with instinct. a ten to nine game in the Mariners. Yeah, Blue Jays. Series. But and then. And actually, if you go by, you're even better, I think, if you go by innings, because I think um, we could actually say there were almost 10 games because of the second Rays-Guardians game went 15 innings before they scored. Um, So only 3.44 runs per game, almost a full run below the season average uh, during the wildcard round. Really good pitching. There was a stat. uh, Yeah, so in the nine wildcard games, uh, so 18 pitching starts i guess uh, five pitchers went seven innings last postseason all all postseason 37 games 74 pitching starts four went seven innings so uh, pitching was the word uh and and um but uh, so in terms of our predictions we split them um only the the weird thing is only one of the series went three games and from a Dodgers perspective, the, the right one went three uh, with Dodgers <laughs> and, I, and Mets. I did miss my big prediction when I said that they would all go to three. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, oh, yeah. Close. I was close. A couple of those Look, you, looked yeah, really you, good. You had, yeah, because so, so the Mariners beat the Blue Jays, right? You had the Mariners in three. The Mariners were down 8 1 in like the, what, the <laughs> sixth in that game? And, um, and so, Tampa like, they Bay had no business. pitching allows. Three yeah, runs over three runs what, 24, 24 innings, innings and loses and didn't both win games. a game. Yeah, <laughs> that's brutal. So like you, you were there, and then same thing with Phillies Cardinals, right? I had the only one that we we nailed on the dot. Uh, I had Phillies in two, but that was only because the Cardinals blew a two nothing ninth inning leading game one, and the Phillies scored six, and then they then they whooped them in, uh, or I mean relatively in uh, game two so like you you have this spirit right of <laughs> but also that's that's what's weird about like it, in a best of three i mean obviously best of one is you know winner take all thing is is the most volatile but like just like the smallest of things and it's like it turns your season around like right. it was um the only home team during the weekend to win was the guardians so the um all so this the feature of the wild card is um, the uh, the lower seed doesn't get a single home game, so the Padres had to play all three in New York, and they won two of three. Cleveland, you know, went won um, their game in two. You, you had so you had the Guardians. You picked all your winners in three. Uh, you had the Guardians and the Mariners, uh, so you were correct there. I had the Phillies and Padres. So we're basically know I'm an American League expert. A, so. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, and guardians and, and rays were near and dear to your heart because they, they, they were really trying yeah. to give you that, that run guess, like your original run guess. Like if you just would have had them, uh, pitch more, like it would have, it would have worked. But now instead, instead of Dodgers Mets, which was sort of the assumption, I guess, or the, the favorite, uh, I think the favorite, the favorite I don't, I did not match up. Assumption I, is a strong word. The yeah. Mets, the Mets had looked not great. Uh, going into the season, specifically their big, big strength, 
Scherzer and DeGrom both had kind of fallen off near the end of the season. Yeah, so yeah would both not dealing have, with stuff. And, and the Padres yeah. had kind of picked things up. You know, uh, uh, bullpen was a big issue that kind of got uh, solved a little bit. Yeah. And uh, so not a, I would say surprising for sure, but not shocking by, by any means. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, let, yeah. Well, they, these two teams, Dodgers, Padres, they played in 2020. Yeah, they didn't. It, uh, neither were at their home stadiums. Uh, it was that was in um, Globe Life Field in Texas, and uh, the Dodgers won all three games. Um, uh, blowout in in Game Three there. That was the Padres' quote unquote home game of the series. In that one, um, that's relevant for a future later question. Um, so um, the Dodgers this year were fourteen and five against the Padres. They own they owned the Padres this year. Uh, they won all. They won all six series. Um, they won, I believe, the last nine straight of 2021. So they're they're like 23 and five against Padres in the last year and a half. But it doesn't. I mean, it matters now in the fact that the Dodgers are set up better than the Padres are because of their standing. But they're still zero zero, right, going into Tuesday. So the my go to Dodgers example, I realized like my go tos are now. Um, 35 to 40 years old, which is like, good God, <laughs> you like update your, update your stuff, old man. Um, but so 88 Mets, uh, were 10 and one against the Dodgers, but they, uh, famously lost, uh, in the NLCS in seven games in 1983 that she was on the other foot. The Dodgers were 11 and one against the Phillies, but they lost in four games. And that was when NLCS was best of five. Um, yeah, so some uh, some more recent examples, 2008 Dodgers. It's harder with these because so back way back when, you know, you'd play like 12 games against the other other division. Um, and now it's like unless you're playing a divisional team, you really didn't play them a lot. So it's hard to get this like outsized weird record. Um, but 2008, the Dodgers were two and five against the Cubs and they swept them in the division series. One year later, they did the same thing with the Cardinals. They lost five out of seven and then swept them. So, like, you know, stuff happens, right? Like, it's just that's how it goes, and you they, you got to play them. The, so the one we'll, – we'll talk about the pitching in a second, but I think um, Trent Grisham, there's no, like, wild card series MVP, but if there was one, he'd probably win it. Well, that or, like, Joe Musgrove's ears, I guess. Um but Grisham was four for eight with two home runs uh, against the Mets. He reached base eight out of 12 times. I looked this up because I wanted to see how – because he didn't – he was terrible this year at the plate. But he ended the season in a, a 10 for 88 stretch. That's 114, 45 strikeouts and 100 plate appearances. I'm not sure what that percentage is, but uh, I'm sure someone can figure it out. Um, so he, he was the thing is uh, Grisham was an above average hitter like the the previous two years with like excellent defense and center he just sort of cratered this year so if if any if they get like some of those guys hitting they're a much better lineup than they have been like obviously the the big trade I mean they got not only Juan Soto and Josh Bell in the same deal they also got Brandon Drury Bell didn't do anything he homered off Scherzer in the NLD in the in the wild card round. But like outside, usually like down the stretch was like outside of Soto and Machado, that's a lineup you could pitch to, right? Like, so if Grisham gets going, you get like Bell, Drury. I guess Will Myers been doing pretty good, uh, and then like Jerks and Profar's been doing well just mm-hmm. generally. 
um, and he had a good series. So, like, that's that's a tougher lineup than I think they looked for a lot of the times the Dodgers played them. Um, so that's something to sort of think about, I guess, uh, in the in the series. Um, but like the big takeaway, the, the Padres' biggest strength is is their starting pitching, and it's one of the reasons why the Dodgers have an edge, I think, because. I also There's think it's some- interesting that, yeah, that, uh, kind of going to what I think you're getting at is that this that series going three really is a big win against the Padres. Yeah, because Musgrove would have went in game one, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, like that, and that's a, that's a huge. And you you basically you have Darvish in game two on regular rest, so like that's a much different scenario. Um, so yeah, having that go three like is is a is an advantage to the Dodgers. Uh, We'll find out how much of one sure. later, but um, so Darvish and, and Musgrove had the great starts um, during the um, NL uh, or is the wild card the wild card series. Um, Darvish went seven, gave up one run. Uh, Musgrove didn't allow anything except like one hit and I think one walk uh, in his seven scoreless on Sunday, and then famously had his ears checked uh, because uh, <laughs> Buck Walter was kind of desperate there. Uh, that was, I will say, you you talked about this on last week's episode, but it is, it was a joy to watch a weekend of high stakes playoff baseball with absolutely no, <laughs> no interest in it whatsoever. It was just, uh, I just sat back and made jokes and like, you know, was trying to get some, get ahead of some stuff for the division series, like, uh, you know, writing wise, but like, yeah, it was just like sitting back and just enjoying baseball. It was really fun. Um but yeah, so during the season, right, those big three, Darvish, Musgrove, and Blake Snell, they all had at least one start against the Dodgers where they gave up no runs. Darvish had two of them. So Darvish, he had four starts. He allowed in three of them zero, zero, and two. Blake Snell, three starts, he allowed zero and one. Um, yeah, Musgrove, uh, he had that zero inning, uh, zero run in five inning start. He also lost one game with 10 strikeouts in seven innings. He gave up three that day, all of them on uh, a pair of home runs by Justin Turner. After that game, uh, Musgrove asked what he thought of Turner, and he said he didn't think of him, really think of him, because he's not a threat. <laughs> and famously, uh, since that day, June 30th, Justin Turner is hitting 349, 419, <laughs> 549 in 59 games. Um so, but the Dodgers also got to those three, but only once each, right? They got to Snell for five runs on September 10th. That was his only career game against the Dodgers, allowing more than two runs, counting the postseason. I think he's up to 11 starts now, maybe 12. The the, the thing on Snell is, like, he's always going to be really good, I, I think, especially against the Dodgers. But, like, they also could just wait him out, like, have him keep throwing pitches. Like, he threw in game two, the game the Padres lost, 90 pitches to get 10 outs like uh, and he wasn't particularly good that day that was an extreme example but it seems like you can always sort of game it to where even if he's like nearly dominating you can get him out of there after like five you know maybe sometime in the six or something like that so that's a thing darvish they got to for five runs on july 2nd that's that doesn't happen a lot then musgrove they got to him for four on september 11th the day after the snell uh, good snell game Justin Turner hit two more home runs on that day against Musgrove, which is hilarious, um, given the earlier statement. But the point is, like, all three of those guys are really good. I think so. Ten starts. I don't have it right in front of me. I think it's like three twenty or three fifteen or something ERA between them against the Dodgers this year. 
and, but now the Dodgers, because of the, the way the schedule is, they only have to face those three guys once each. So that's, that's in a pretty good spot. Um, so I guess um, the reporters, uh, the Padres beat writers said uh, last night, Mike Clevenger is starting game one. Uh, for the Padres, the Dodgers scored 14 runs in 13 innings off him and three starts. Now, you know it's not you don't necessarily expect that, but it's it's a different scenario than like facing you know, like you said, Musgrove or Darvish or Snell. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Dodgers. The Dodgers haven't named their game one starter yet as of report. By the time this is out, <laughs> you'll know it. Do you think the front office just like there's got to be something we can hide just to like get their kicks? Like this is just there, a little game. There's probably like a little bit of that. Like <laughs> like we we don't have to, you know. Like so. Uh, but the thing is, so I'm going to be going to Dodger Stadium later Monday. We're recording this Monday morning. There is there are. Um, um, like sort of media availabilities for both teams and each team's game one starter is speaking. Uh, and as of like when the Dodgers sent out like the schedule for the the day, it just says game one starter. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't have the name. So still a mystery, uh, but I think it's going to be Julio Urias. We talked about this a lot, but it's either going to be Urias or Kershaw and, and those guys will end up starting the first two games either way. But so the um, the advantage, I guess, to the Dodgers now, I'm talking about two versus three here because the Dodgers do still have depth, but um, they'll get, if it goes five games, they'll get three starts out of Urias and Kershaw, which is a plus, right? Like that's, that's what you want. Um, so like that said, do you have any other like just general thoughts, any, anything that came to your mind when you, when you saw it was going to be Dodgers Padres? It'd be really interesting if, kind of going back to what we were talking before, if it goes five, is it really going to be Clevenger again? Could they do Darvish on short rest? Could they do some sort of uh, Darvish on short rest, then Clevenger, and then both on short leashes? I, I, I'm curious to see that. Hopefully it doesn't, because that's way too much stress for me. Yeah. As we, we I think... Oh. Mm-hmm. No, you go ahead. Oh, I was going to say on short rest, so... And not that this this necessarily prevents it from happening, but... So none of um, Darvish, Snell, nor Musgrove have ever pitched on three days rest in the regular season or postseason. But that's not to say it wouldn't happen, right? right. Like if in that scenario, you could totally see it happening because it's it usually like the three days rest thing comes up when it always depends on your options. Like right. it, when you're talking about like a, a diminished you Darvish in game five versus like Mike Clevenger or Sean Manaya or something who the Dodgers torched this year, like you'd consider Darvish, right? Even a limited Darvish, like because of that. So it's certainly possible. But again, I think that all falls into the Dodgers have an edge there because of the rest, because of how they're set up and all that kind of stuff. So, and, and on the same, on the flip side, again, we've talked about this before, but um, the Dodgers have, a lot of options like bullpen options especially if um like both dustin may and um i guess well andrew heaney's going to be on the roster no matter what but if dustin may's healthy they have options to like fill innings if something goes awry to the point where let's say it's urius in game one right or or let's go to the flip side let's say let's say it's kershaw in game one and urius in game two so then they consider um, Urias on short rest in game five in relief. Whereas I, I would not do that. 
um, either one, actually, I wouldn't, you know, pitch them on short rest in relief or starting, but um, be, just because they have other options, like mm-hmm. who are better, like in, in that situation. So like, yeah, that, that that's going to be an interesting thing to, to sort of watch, but yeah, yeah, go ahead. We talked about it last week. Uh, well, I thought is that, well, my head knew on paper that the Mets were the harder opponent, quote unquote. And so you're sort of, there's that, ah, you want the Padres to win, therefore. But it's like, not only do I think the difference between that two, those two teams, especially if Scherzer and DeGrom aren't uh, as effective as they could be, not that much, but also I don't want to lose to the Padres <laughs> as, as a fan. Like, there's just that sort of Southern California rivalry thing going on. I know there's a joke on whether or not it's actually a rivalry, but whatever. It's You play them all the time. It's uh, It yeah. would be... Would not hear the end of it uh, if if are still very active on Twitter, uh, and, and so I'm not. But <laughs> the Dodgers are in this weird spot right now, or at least from a fan standpoint, I think because they it's not and it's not just the Padres. The Padres are definitely a, a big layer to this. Like if if the Padres were to win, especially after losing like all all those games during the season, but like the Dodgers are coming in at 111 wins, right? Second mm-hmm. most in National League history, like tied for the what fourth best fourth most wins in MLB history like and anything short of winning the World Series they're going to be looked at like well what was it all for you know like there's this like tinge of disappointment like hanging over them like it's just that's it's so weird because like I don't know why why the brain works this way because they should be celebrated for what they've done you know like Mm -hmm. in a way but then there's this like yeah but if you don't win the world series, like what, what good is it? You know, like there's this, there's that. And it's just this weird sort of like, like people are waiting for that to happen rather than sort of appreciating the situation they're in. Not, not saying you did that, but like, no. And, just, and it's, you know, and you get yeah. it right. Cause it is a, it's hard to win the world series and there's just a yeah. much larger volume of really good Dodger teams losing in the playoffs. And they, they, it becomes sure. grading. And especially if it's the first, the Dodgers' first playoff series against a divisional rival. Um, yeah. Not not fun to think about. So I've so when um, Dave Roberts, uh, sometime in the last week or so of the season, had a pretty good answer to like he came he stopped short of like um, just calling fans dummies for if they like just discount. <laughs> the you know in like it's world you know um if the, like if they they're a failure if they don't win or whatever but he laid it out in a in a good way to the sense that you you have to like appreciate what you've done but like at the same time no like the your fans want to win obviously but nobody wants to win more than the team <laughs> you know like and i think people forget that like they just like the fans who think that it's it's World Series or bust? Think, what did you do to me? You know, whereas a loss is going to, like, be crushing for the players and the, and the and like the front office and and Dave Roberts and all that. So like, they they know that and like, but at the same time, you're you know you're still capable of like appreciating how special like this season was, and also wanting like more than anything to win the World Series. But then also, uh, I would say, I think Andrew Friedman uh, said it even better. I don't 
have the clip in front of me, but he was a guest on one of those last games of the regular season on Sportsnet LA. I think he was in, that was the game where there was a drone yeah, and his interview went longer. And so, and he was, you know, same, same sort of thing. Like, and I think people sometimes hear that and they think, well, they're not, you know, he's just like setting up for failure or whatever, but I don't, I don't see it that way. It seemed like it was a very like healthy um, thing to say. Like he, they end up, they both understand that, like losing sucks and they no one wants to lose but at the same time it's like you can both appreciate what you've done and be disappointed if you don't get the ultimate prize like it doesn't it doesn't have to like invalidate one or the other i guess mm-hmm. um well, predictions okay. so that yeah that said um well before so we, before we do this series do you want to like, real quick do the oh. other three yeah so we should set it up so so now like after the wild card round like you have, um, I saw the Yankees ended up with what they ended up with, I think 99 wins. So the, the four teams that got a buy were just shy of having four 100 win teams in there, but you have four really good teams as the, as the hosts to start. Um, so, you know, we got Dodgers Padres, obviously the other, um, uh, NLDS is Braves Phillies, uh, which is another, um, sort of it's another divisional matchup for one but also it's the we're now one step removed from a third straight dodgers braves nlcs now is not the time to talk about that there's still plenty of time but we we will it depending on how this series goes we'll have a lot to say about that i'm sure uh especially when you factor in the the freddie freeman-ness of it uh, this year um in the american league so the guardians are the um the lone home team that won over the wild card that gets them a date with the Yankees, um, and, uh, and then the other series is another divisional matchup, Mariners against Astros. So the good, I think to me, because we, we talked about this last week too, but the, with the Mariners winning, um, it guarantees they get a home game and just watching them like down the stretch when they clinch like that, that stadium was just so electric. Like it's cool that they're, they're going to play at least a home game, like rather than like having, having been eliminated or something in the wild card round, that would have sucked. But same thing for the Padres. It'll be their, the Padres first um, home game with like at Petco park in the postseason with fans uh, since 2006. So like, that's cool. Like you, you want to have your fans like sort of experience that, but um, yeah. So should we, look, should we pick all four? Is that what you're, is yeah, that what you're getting just, at? Real quick, just, you know, who wins sure. how many games? So let's let's start in the American League. How yeah. about that? Uh, Blue Jays-Astros. Blue Jays-Astros. No, no, no. Uh, it's um, Sorry. Mariners-Astros. Yep. 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 I had, yeah. <laughs> you, you, I had you the Mariners logo in my it. head. <laughs> yeah. I really wanted you to win that one, Eric. <laughs> it's, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, so, yeah. Astros were like it's weird to be uh, an under the radar 106 win team, but in a way they were just because of how the Dodgers were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to pick against them, so I'm I will say um, I will go Astros in four. Wow, wow. Okay, I will go Astros in five. How about that? All right. Um, and then, so let's go to the, I guess the other American league series, I get to pick this one first. Um, everyone's going to talk about like the contrast in styles and how like 
Cleveland does it in a different way. Like they're the two, 2015 Royals, even though it's their pitching that like is their big strength. Um, man, um, that man, I don't want to pick all favorites here. So I, I think I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to, damn it. I'm going to say, I'm going to say guardians in four Yankees in three. <laughs> just, just repudiating my, uh, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, no way. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. So now Bra- you get Braves Phillies first. Uh, I think you went first on the last two, by the way. So it's, no, it's you, because you know, you're aware oh, of my you're AL right. expertise. Oh, so you apologize. The, the heads <laughs> it's up. true. It's true. I did. So you get both. And I, I, I apologize for that. I, I my, my it's brain. Especially funny to me because there. of how little I actually know about the AL generally. No, no, uh, you're an AL expert. I think yeah, oh, yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Raves in three. Raves in three. Okay. Um, so I, I said, I will give myself credit because um, I think during the second game of the Braves Mets series where all the Mets had to do was win a single game in Atlanta and they would have won the division and avoided all this mess. Um, in this, during the second game, I said it would make, it makes more sense that the Braves win the division because a Dodgers Braves rematch needs to happen in the NLCS instead of the NLDS. Mm-hmm. So very clearly Atlanta is going to win. And, but I think, I think they're going to win in four. Um, I'm. I realize I'm picking every series in four right now, so that's that's not good. <laughs> All right, and now now the biggie. I guess yep. I I got to go first again. Man, I don't want to go first. Yeah. Um. I'll I'll take a page from your book, Dodgers and Four. Yeah. Just just because I don't I don't want to go full Moses Malone here. Although I already did go full Moses Malone because there were only three rounds of the playoffs back then. So I already did my four 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 four. Um so I'm gonna I'm going man, I, I think it's gonna get messy a little bit, but you know what? Just for the sake of being stupid, Dodgers in three. All right. I like your prediction better than mine. Um so uh speaking of uh the NL series, so the um Fox has the National League side this year, but they do not the Dodgers don't have Joe Davis calling their games unless they beat the Padres. So that's further motivation to beat the Padres. <laughs> um, so it's Joe Davis is doing um, Braves Phillies. And then the, the Dodgers get Adam Amin, um, AJ Przinsky <laughs> and, and then Tom Berducci the reporter. So yeah, it, it's uh, Dodgers. Every game of this series is FS one, the Braves weirdly like, so Fox has the first two Braves Phillies games on Fox um and then yeah so who knows but yeah should be should be fun so oh i guess so um back to our our infamous uh how many how many total runs during the the dodgers padres nlds not not every game just just dodgers padres so i said in four so four. 28 I I I didn't want to give a reaction 
good. Um, to, to be like, dummy, you know, like or something like this. And you were obviously nail it on the dot if I did that. Um, okay, so three. Um, I'm going to say just sticking with my three theme, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go 23. All right. So we we've locked ourselves in for a you know the average run. Run, Anna, uh, you pick three games so I can't really egg you on so much that's fine yeah all right yeah okay so I I have some trivia for you that is sort of yeah, surrounding who? the um the anytime there's a divi- actual divisional matchup in a divisional round uh, so uh, Dodgers Padres is the fifth time the Dodgers have played an NL West team during the postseason. Uh, it could have happened in other years had they advanced to like the NLCS or something, but uh, for a long time they were not good enough to do so. Um, <laughs> but uh, in the previous four um, NLDS matchups against a divisional foe, how many games did the Dodgers win at Dodger Stadium? I'll have a number plucked from the top of my head after this. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. How many wins at Dodger Stadium have the Dodgers had against a f- fellow NL West opponent? Got that right? Yeah. Do you, would, would you like a hint to know what the series are? No. Um, okay. So I, I wrote some notes uh, during the previous segment just to kind of get sketch out. So they played the Giants last year, and that yep. was one win, I believe. They went one and one in San Francisco, one and one Dodger Stadium, then one game five in San Francisco. In 2020, they played the Padres, but that was at Globe Life. And then in 2017, I think, they played Arizona in the NLDS and swept them. So that mm-hmm. uh, so that's th- And they were the home team. So that's three. I can't recall the other series, but it's considering when it... No, you can give me a hint if I'm wrong. Considering it would have been, I think, unless I'm really blanking here, uh, prior to that, and they tended to be... They they weren't as good. <laughs> they didn't do a lot of winning in the playoffs prior to that. It, it was definitely prior to that. Yeah, I will oh, yeah. go with zero for that. So I will say three. Okay, so my my hint to you is the other divisional series was the very first divisional series uh, in 1981. Okay, the strikes shortened season that oh. had uh, each each division was split in half, and first half winner played second half winner. Right. So. You're cheating here. <laughs> this doesn't count. It it of course does, but uh, so they actually. I, I will did. tell you, you. I will tell you, you nailed the um, the previous, the other three series. Like yeah. So they, per- but they. Perfectly. I hear they did okay in '81. So they had to have done the. the, the, the was that a? Was that a best? It of was three? best of five. Best, best of, five. of five. Okay. Um, so you know they won three games in the series. It's so it's, just a matter of how many, yeah. how many were. How about let's say uh, I'll, I'll bring that number up to four, five. It's I think kind of one one loss and okay. one two in a way. Don't give me that. Yeah, you're, I, I was trying to think of the scenario. Yeah, yeah. 
again, my my initial reaction to scoff is is costume. <laughs> hey. But no, so your 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 answer is five. Is that? Uh, yeah, it is six. Uh, uh, so the Dodgers in '81, they lost the first two games, both on walkoffs uh, to the Astros. Okay. Back then, MLB is like, yeah, we'll figure out home field in a weird way. <laughs> so best of fives were first two games on the road team. Uh, you know, or the the team that didn't have home field, but also home field back then in, in was just alternating years, so it didn't really matter. But um, home field advantage meant first two games on the road, last three at home. So uh, <laughs> the Dodgers lost the first two to the Astros, and then they won three games at Dodger Stadium. So they are six and one at Dodger Stadium in the division series. Uh, they are eight and one at quote unquote home in the division series. That includes the, the 2020 year in uh, Texas. And in the divisional round against divisional opponents, they are twelve and four. They have won all four series, two sweeps, and two five gamers. So, I think I think your four game prediction is going to fit right in there and just be the average. And yeah, I think I think that's what we're looking at. Hey, guess what? Because oh, it's a oh, full episode, it. it's time oh. for questions from Craig. All right, Craig's got some trivia for you. Are you ready? Yeah. And some questions after that. The Dodgers will host games one and two of the National League Divisional Series at Dodger Stadium. This is their 10th straight NL Divisional Series, and the Dodgers are playing in their 17th Divisional Series. This week, the trivia will be about the Dodger Divisional Series leaders at Dodger Stadium. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Five Dodgers have scored six or more runs in the NLDS at Dodger Stadiums. Who are these scoring Dodgers? Um, okay. Um, so, hmm, let's just go with the, the, the hits here. Um, Justin Turner. Yes, with seven. Okay, and then uh, Chris Taylor. No. Corey Seager with six. Uh, short but sweet, but Hanley Ramirez. No, Hanley had four. Uh, okay. Um, okay. So what about um, what about Jock? Jock had seven. Uh, do I need two more? You you are missing a player of six and a player of eight. All right. Um, Oh boy. Um what about why is this so hard? Um three, four Adrian Gonzalez? Nope, Adrian only had four. So you have uh yeah. Yossiel Puig had eight. Ah. And then Carl Crawford had six. Nice. So he had the I mean, he had the two home run game. Uh, I think the the night before Uribe, right? Maybe I'm conflating those, but yeah. Uh, two other kind of interesting names on here uh, that didn't hit six, but AJ Ellis had five runs. Nice. And then Logan Forsyth with four. Wow! In very <laughs> limited time. Five Dodgers have struck out ten or more times at Dodger Stadium in the divisional series. Who are the swing and missers? Uh, your hint, in, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, your hint is three of them are still active in Major League Baseball. Okay, so uh, Cody Bellinger, 
uh, with 13. Jock? No. Jock only had Come nine. Come on. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Um, Chris Taylor? Nope. That's surprising. Well, not. Now you're just lying. Um, okay, so they're active. Corey Seager? Corey Seager leads the pack with 20. 20. Good God. Um, uh, okay, so, okay, just because of volume, Justin Turner? Uh, no, only seven. Even though he, do, even though he doesn't strike out. Um, okay. I'm going to give you a, a small um, hit and just let you know that AJ Pollock had nine, which is impressive considering how bad he was. Oh, in, yeah. He had the one, the one like terrible seat against the Nationals. Then, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, Yasiel Puig. Uh, Yasiel Puig has 10. So you're missing a player with 11 and a player of 14. Oh, oh man. I just I forgot how many I was guessing. Um, um, <laughs> Yasmani Grandal with 11. Um, man, I don't. Andre Ethier, uh, it's, Ad, it's Adrian Gonzalez with uh, 14. Uh, I'm letting right. you know that uh, AJ Pollock's nine was in four games, it was pretty <laughs> strong. It's incredible. All right, six players have stolen two or more bases in divisional series games at Dodger Stadium. Who are these base thieves? Um. So, wait, two total? Two or more? Okay, in a game, uh, or, or total, is it two total. career total throughout? Oh, gee, say, but okay, at Dodger so, Stadium uh, only. So, sure, sure. Um. So Mookie Betts. Uh no. But no, what? <laughs> he stole like a billion bases last year in the playoffs. Like, I think he had six. Like, he's telling me all those are on the road. That's what. That's I, the list I got. I'm 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 mad at Craig right now. Um, <laughs> so, I'll look it up uh, for you. This is ridiculous. Um, so, okay, so um, they didn't do. He was famously thrown out in Atlanta. I'm trying. I'm just talking through this. Uh, two total. Um, Raphael for call. I gotta go back to my answers. Uh, no, only one. <laughs> what is happening? Um, so I just want. I'm gonna say D Gordon, even though my heart's not in it. Uh, it shouldn't be. He's not on this list. Uh. I, I'm stunned at the at the uh, <laughs> thing. Um, Cody Bellinger. Uh, yes, Cody had three. Uh, Chris Taylor. No. Trey Turner. No. All right, I'm I'm out then. Okay, I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm looking up. I've got the done. got the Mookie thing for you. Stolen base. So his stolen bases were uh, at San Francisco, he had one. At San Francisco, he had one. At Atlanta, he had two. And then he had one at home, uh, but it was in the NLCS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you missed the leader with four, Justin Turner. Known, known speedster. Mm. 
Cody so Bellinger had three. You got Carl Crawford had two. Kike Hernandez had two. Max Muncy has two. And Hanley nice. Ramirez has two. God, All right. So mad. Four. Four pitchers have thrown one or two wild pitches in their divisional Come series on. games at Dodger Stadium. Can Eric name those crazy hurlers? <laughs> oh, the, this, this list happening? is great, by the way. <laughs> um, Joe Bimal. Uh, uh, no, no, Joe Bimal. I'm going to give you one hint because I think it's amazing. Uh, the innings pitched of these four players, you have one with 53, one with one. One with twenty point two and one with one point one. Um, so <laughs> Kershaw. Kershaw is your uh, is the one that threw two, but in fifty three point one innings. So Billingsley. No. He's not the twenty. Um, Zach Grinky. Zach Grinky is your twenty point two. Do you want to take a stab at the ones? At the at the one. <laughs> okay. Um, oh God, Scott Elbert. Nope. No, he was okay. Yeah. Um, damn it. Um, I'll give you uh, years as well if you want. Yeah, give me the years. Let's see. Okay, so one player pitched from 2015 to 2016, and one pitched in 2008. Okay, um, and only one inning. Um, well, one is one point. How? Uh, nope. Let me give you one two, more guess. So my my two thousand eight guess. God. Um, oh. Two thousand eight. Um, oh man, who came in? Uh, Corey Wade. Corey Wade <laughs> is correct. Yeah. All right. I, <laughs> I I was horrible in this round of trivia, but I'm taking that as a win. And the, I, uh, I don't know who the yeah Luis Avilon is who you missed. Ah, wrong lefty. <laughs> Damn it, Corey Wade. What a what a pull. <laughs> yeah, I think you can count that whole thing as a win. Well done. Yep. This is the third straight divisional series against an NL West team. Uh, the pod as talked about the Padres, Giants, and the Padres. <laughs> Do you think the familiarity precludes any surprises being sprung during the divisional series? Well, the Dodgers certainly tried last year. <laughs> here's Max Scherzer in the ninth. And oh, right. And then here's an opener before Julio Urias yeah. <laughs> and having him only go four innings. So you have – they're like, oh, we had to use Max Scherzer. Well, it's because you played the game to get to him. Like, of course, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know about surprises because I don't – I guess there, the one surprise could be how if like San Diego gets creative in the in the like game one with Clevenger and like how do how do they use Sean Manaya right because he did not pitch well but obviously he's not like a bad pitcher he just didn't pitch well um, against the Dodgers this year right so like if if he's close to like relatively normal they could get something out of him. So maybe it's that, like, but yeah, I don't know. I think these teams know each other pretty well. So, like, I don't know if there's going to be that many surprises. Yeah, right there with you. For the contest, Eric, you may go first. What happened? Yeah. Greg? What happened? Did you not, did you not get the, the memo <laughs> yeah. with a, a cool Washington attached? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Give the number of Dodgers who will sco uh, score runs in this series. And... As an example, if Mookie Betts scores 
in both game one and game three, that counts as one player. Closest sure. wins and no price of right rules. Price is right rules. So I'm, I can't get past the, the, the hilariousness of, I think we should start calling $1 bills Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a general rule, like, and especially when you're using it to try to bribe someone, <laughs> here's a Washington, you know, like, like it's going to move. That's, that's hilarious. I love it. Um, so total run, total player scoring runs for the Dodgers. Um, so since it's only going three, as we all know, um, <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, so my thought process process on this is, uh, it's going to be a bad thing if, if the big three don't score at least once. Um, and then, you know, Will Smith, I don't know if he's going to score. Maybe he homers. Then you're going to get something from Muncie and Turner, the other Turner, Justin Turner, the other Turner. That's <laughs> feels wrong to say. Um, and then, so then it's just a matter of like, what, what about the other dudes? Like, is Chris Taylor healthy? Is is, is Cody Bellinger going to choke up and everyone's going to be like, oh, he, he has a new stance again? Um, Trace Thompson, is he going to sort of continue to hit the crap out of the ball? Um, Joey Gallo, when he doesn't strike out, he might hit a home run. Um, that's my long-winded way of saying eight. Nine. All right. It makes sense, right? I think it's going to win an extra game, so. It's true. Plus, plus you have your your ninth. I'm assuming is Miguel Vargas, even though we don't know who the who's so going to be on the Tony Gonsolin pinch running. <laughs> nice. It was a regular <laughs> season thing and didn't happen. So, yeah. My favorite and could be yours too. Divisional series in person memory is Juan Ribe's two run shot against the Braves in 2013. A second would be the bottom of the ninth in 2009 when James Loney hit off of Matt Holiday. <laughs> that image is still stuck in my head. It's really funny. Uh, starting to come back. What would be some of your favorites? And while it makes sense, what makes these stand out over the hundreds of regular season game memories you could recall? Well, okay. So the, the Uribe one, the, the place was shaking, right? Like that, mm. the, that was very, very loud. Um, and to kind of, I mean, that's my pick, by the way. And yeah. to uh, Freddie Freeman, uh, was interviewed last week and said it was the loudest he's ever heard a stadium. So that that was really cool and, and validating to hear. And but going back, there's just so much that made that game because it was only game four, but there was this looming suspicion that because the Dodgers had moved Kershaw up, if they got yeah. to game five, they were not going to win game five. And it's baseball, who knows? But that that was the feeling I think of most fans. And the Dodgers were losing, but then hope had kind of gotten spurred, like stirred because with uh, Craig Kimbrell looming in the bullpen. Yeah, like, and get... Puig had hit a double, I think, um, and clapped, and that kind of got hope a little bit in. And then uh, Uribe starts to butt attempt, and that like that twice yeah. for not all the fans, but for a lot of fans, that, that hope got dashed. He was like, "What are we doing? You're you're giving up an out, and then Kimbrell will come in, and it's just going to be going to be awful." Um, so there's just so much writing on that. And then Uribe had, you know, this uh, more than I think of almost any player I can think of redemption mark of like the most hated player on the team for two years in a row. 
and then somehow becomes beloved near the end and then just caps uh, from that the, from the fan standpoint we should yeah, say yes like, yes absolutely, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. um and then caps that off with this jazz hands no doubter down the line uh yeah and yeah um was really really happy i was at that game so yeah for me it's Uribe as well the other thing i will know <laughs> for in our the we've gone through some like changes in, in terms of the back end of like the of the site and uh, how like our our like platform how we sort of um, enter how we you know record our articles or posts. I, I'm, I'm not I can't say words right now. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, but like when we did some changeover to the point where some of the old drafts that were unused were lost. So like I had a one of the one of the great pre-writes I've ever done was the Dodgers trading for Roy Halladay in 2009. It was like 1,200 words. It was like com- comprehensive. Like, here's what he adds. Here's what he brings. It was a very good post. I was very proud of it. First year blogging, by the way. Um, <laughs> and it, it's lost to history. And, and I wish I would have saved it. Um, but another one I had was I went through like an idiot and um, – to the tune of Daughter by Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Um, Jam. Um, uh, I wrote uh, basically a thing on Juan Uribe getting designated for assignment, which was clearly about to happen and should have happened or whatever. And the the hook in it was just don't call me Dodger. And um, and I had like two verses written uh, in that, and that also got lost. I wish I could still find it, because I'm sure it, <laughs> it was probably cringeworthy at, at best, but, so, I'm thinking, so, is, oh, okay, he, okay, Craig did say in person, okay. Yep. I, I will say, um, so, I was gonna say other, I didn't catch the in-person part, but I think the only thing that rivals Uribe, I, the, the, the holiday nut shot was really good, but, um, <laughs> The Kershaw saving Game Five in 2016 in Washington mm. um, was really good. Like uh, that was that was a crazy. That was Pete Kenley like putting it all out there. He pitched like um, I think what two and two thirds. Just gave him all he had. He walked a bunch like at the end because he was gassed. But um, crazy good series. And uh, and at the same at the time like. Dodgers hadn't won a, a bunch and or won anything really for a long time. So anything, any sort of success was like, it was, it was welcome. And, mm-hmm. and that, that was a really good moment. Um, the other, um, so other in person, the only trying to think, I think the only road NLDS game I've been to was 2017. Uh, I was covering game three and they won and that there was no like, moment or anything in that except for the fact that the diamondbacks uh put policemen on horses uh to <laughs> block the pool <laughs> four years after the doctors famously celebrated it but yeah no it's uribe pretty easily for me sometimes eating is the last thing you think about when going to a playoff game both of you will be intending the nlds game one do you That's have an right. idea of what you will eat that day either before or at the game I, my guess is I am going to purchase some some sort of a submarine sandwich on the way in. Delicious. And uh, and uh, have that as like my go to 
snacking on thing for a little bit. Now at the game, covering it, usually in the playoffs, what they do is they give the media a voucher. It's like usually 15 bucks and you can just take it to any, anywhere in the stadium and buy whatever. So it's at <laughs> some point, it's, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's right. So I, I could buy half of a beer. No, um, uh, that would be hilarious actually if I did that. Um, no. Um, so it's probably going to be like, um, uh, the poke bowl was always a fun go-to for that. Uh, but it's probably going to be something simple like a, a Wetzel pretzel dog, but you know, but I think I'm going to try to, um, there's also California pizza kitchen, um, there it's going to be something like that. I'm going to settle for some, some, something like that. I don't know. Well, uh, as mentioned, I'm here in California. I'm actually recording this uh, in my mom's dining room. If she had a basement, I'd be in my mom's basement, just mm, hitting the stereotype classic. perfectly. I'm meeting some friends beforehand, two, one of whom is vegetarian, one of whom is vegan, so something conducive to that before the game. But I haven't been to Dodger Stadium since 2019. I'm getting, even though I'm sure there are better options this day and age, I'm getting oh, Dodger, Dodger Dog. Oh, Dodger Dog, for sure. Yeah, for yeah sure. no question. Um, but I think we're going to get get there like right when the gates open or close to it. Uh, so I'll definitely be walking around the stadium, which is surreal uh, as an idea to me oh, and, yeah. and seeing all the options. So I'll probably be able to get a couple of things while there and I'll, uh, I don't know what, so but it'll be whatever strikes my the, fancy. The last time you were there was 2019, right? The, the Ryu game. Correct. And um, so, yeah, the, it is pretty cool. Like you, you can, that you yeah you can walk around there's it's 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 op- it's a little more open in that sense now like plus there's elevators at the the two like foul poles essentially and I, like I am in the cheap seats so I will <laughs> take yeah. advantage of that so yeah it's 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 totally it's good for that and there's a lot out there in the outfield like there there is quite a lot like in terms of like different food options there's like seating out there where you can just co- sort of chill for a little bit like. It's it's good. I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna really enjoy it. I will note uh, as to not always end on um, us being hungry. But you mentioned Tony Gonsolin pinch running. It reminded me that Terrence Gore <laughs> was with the Mets. He pinch ran once, uh, but his streak of World Series championships ends at two, uh, <laughs> ha- having won with the Dodgers in 2020 and the Braves last year. So uh, sad. But he, you know, he'll he's. He, he, there's always next year for him. Uh, you never know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so hope you enjoyed this uh, preview of Dodgers Padres. We'll uh, we'll get back to you in between games two and three. But enjoy um, playoff baseball at Dodger Stadium, and we'll talk to you in a few days. 